Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Ladies and gentlemen, another movie review, another weekend at the movie theaters. This film in particular that I'm going to be talking about today is entitled Return to Soul. I think back in December, if I'm not mistaken, I saw a trailer for this movie and for whatever reason it spoke to me and I said to myself whenever this film releases I am going to watch it I waited all of January didn't read anything about it necessarily and didn't see any showings in New York and then February came and it was only showing at uh the Angelica Film Center and Cafe and I was ever able to make it down there to watch it at that theater eventually it came to the Alamo Draft House I'm a season pass holder took advantage when it came to the Alamo so last Friday morning uh, which was March 3rd I decided to go and watch it at my local Alamo Draft House. Now, a small tidbit about me going to the Alamo to watch this particular movie. So, it was an early morning showing, so there wasn't that many people um, in the theater. Literally, I think there was like four of us, right? And when I chose my seat the prior week, I always like to choose the side, the aisle seat, or whatever, um, nearest to a column in this specific theater, right? So I was like, okay, there's no one else sitting in the row. I chose the corner seat, and the rest of the theater was available, right? I get to the theater. I enter the theater, whatever the case is. There's a dude literally sitting right next to me. Now, nowadays, folks, outside of the Alamo Draft House, at Regals, at AMC's, you can see when people have reserved seats, when seats have already been taken. If this might be a pet peeve of mine, I might just be overreacting, but what in the blue freaking hell makes you want to choose the seat directly next to mine? The rest of the row is empty. There's three other rows in front of us that are empty and you choose a seat right next to mine? What in the fuck? Anyways, folks. That's the the human condition talking. You know, people can sit anywhere they want. But the reality of the situation is if you understand that the rest of the freaking theater is open or free for you to grab a seat, you're going to grab a seat right next to someone else when you could have room next to you left or right? When I chose my seat, there was nobody sitting next to me. Like, come on now. Anyways, I don't know. It is what it is. That's that. <laughs> um, on to the film. Return to Soul. According to the information that I found, it was released in theaters, uh, a limited release on December 2nd, 2022. Uh, the distributor is Sony Pictures Classic uh, for this film. This film is 
both French and Korean. Uh, so we have two specific cultural uh, tendencies, specificities that people from the U.S. aren't necessarily uh, used to. Uh, from a artistic standpoint, how uh, expression might be interpreted, things of that nature. I went into this film very open-minded. I was just intrigued by the trailer. The synopsis reads as follows. On an impulse to reconnect with her origins, Freddie, who was 25 years old, returns to South Korea for the first time, where she was born before being adopted and raised in France. The headstrong young woman starts looking for her biological parents in a country she knows so little about, taking her life in new and unexpected directions. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that, yeah, that was in the movie. I would say. Um, the young lady who uh, played the role of Freddy Jimin Park no was it yeah Jimin Park she was she was amazing in this role but what got me the most about this was and it was something that I told a friend of mine after I came out of the theater and I uh, from watching the movie the movie wasn't bad the movie wasn't great the movie wasn't even mid. It's just one of those movies that... Yeah, I was intrigued by it. And I found it interesting. The story was easy enough to follow. But I feel like there were certain moments in the film that dragged too long. And then at the same time, there were like random lines of dialogue that were so out of place that it made me think and feel like there was something wrong with the leading character the protagonist slash antagonist because she she played both roles really um so as the synopsis said she was trying to reconnect for um with her origins um it seemed that Ever since the Korean War, there was a bit, there was a, there was a boom of Korean babies uh, being put up for adoption, um, either just within Korea itself, and then being transported to other countries. In in Freddie's case here, she was um, uh, transported uh, to France. There was a specific adoption agency, uh, the Hammond Adoption Agency, in this film, uh, which had her records and things of that nature. They have different uh, different headquarters in different uh, countries, um, and she was able to trace uh, back her past and her file and find out where her parents were. There was this whole thing about just her trying to find. Her identity. So, the movie takes place during an eight-year period. 
it begins in 2013 and it goes all the way up to 2021. There were some time jumps in the story. We begin in 2013. Um, she's young at this point in time, 25, I guess, is the age you want to say it. She's still trying to find herself as a person. Um, she goes to Korea on a whim and she makes quick friends and relationships uh, with the people that she stayed at a hotel slash Airbnb type place in when she first got to Korea trying to find her parents uh, she eventually found her father first her mother never uh, answered the inquiries in the first two year period when we meet her she seems like she's a very free spirited girl um, like I said still trying to find herself um, and her identity um, uh, free spirited carefree um, a sexually fluid you know she likes both men and women but what I noticed about her at least at the beginning uh, the first two years and even in the middle after the five year jump dur I'm sorry during the five year jump she had a very or she had a very negative or tumultuous relationship with men in general even though she was raised by French parents both mother and father but she had tumultuous relationships with men uh, treated them treated them like complete garbage um, they were a tool to her and I th that was you know in essence I, I figured that was part of the story right that was part of um, what made her who she was but at the end of the day she like I said she treated men like crap including her biological Korean father um because it seemed to her at least from a cynical point of view that Korean men were overly sensitive like there was one part in the first two year block where she had uh relations with this young Korean guy or whatever the case is and she purposely hurt his feelings um, by mistreating him verbally and eventually telling him that uh, she tell him? she told him that she had a French boyfriend that she didn't want anything to do with him anymore and just treating him like crap right and then the same thing she found that her not the same thing but in similar fashion she mistreated her biological father because her bi biological father lived with so much regret uh, for putting, uh, for the reason of putting her for, for adoption, and things of that nature, and and they were very, you know, at least the way that it was perceived in this film, uh, Korean men were very um, in touch with their feelings and their emotions, and she wasn't about that. She, she made fun of it, and she thought it was, for lack of a better term, very low brow. So she took advantage of it, and she just mistreated the men who she thought fell in line with that. Um, being in touch with their emotional side type thing um, she didn't want to receive text messages from her father at first and um, didn't want to hear him uh, basically express his feelings about the whole situation and stuff like that and then the women in his family as well um, had these uh, deep emotional uh, connections to the situation and 
and them expressing themselves about how regretful and but yet thankful they were to be able to meet her and things of that nature and she just was not responsive to that at all um and some people would say well rightfully so you know these people are they're 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 jumping at her basically and wanting her to to adjust quickly uh when things of that nature take time given i understand it um you're right but both things can be right as well this family basically hadn't known anything about her for 25 years and they are now sat with this new family member uh the biological father had uh two younger daughters he had remarried not to the same woman that was um freddie's mother it was a whole thing and that happened within the first two years in the five-year time jim comes um she's matured a little bit more i would figure at this point she's 32 right and she now has a relationship with a french guy and she's been back and forth between france and korea uh, within this five-year span uh, she ends up in a different uh, line of work uh, dealing with uh, weapons and stuff like that uh, d- due to uh to a meeting she had with some random French dude that she met on a dating app which she was just having sex with and then eventually became a business partner and then that French dude wasn't the guy that she was having a relationship with in the fifth in, in the five-year time jump it was a, a random French guy that she found in France that she was having a relationship with it, it was it was this whole thing um and I'm and I jumped a bit because in that in that other two-year time jump she was like in the in the Korean underworld and not no, no. Let me not say underworld because that's not the way. Under uh, I I I'm saying underworld like. You know like, mafia style and shit like that or whatever. Because like nah like. It wasn't like that at all. She was like, these underground raves and parties and stuff like that or whatever the case is. She had a, what seemed to be, a Korean boyfriend at the time, um. But he was. He, he was he was with whatever <laughs> to, to, to use a term because she was so sexually fluid and she was allowed to go off and do whatever she wanted to do he could do the same thing and like she had this friend from work and she was a female and they were sitting down one time and she started making out with dude and it, it's it just made it was made to seem like this dude, this Korean guy who seemed to be a tattoo artist or whatever the case is, who was in the same party underground rave type world that she was in, kissing her friend from work. And then she gets upset. It's like, how you get upset? It was like, you out here having sex with some random French dude who's a weapons dealer. Like, it's not okay for him. Like, what the hell? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the part of the movie that was sort of annoying, right? And, and people would say, "Oh, well, you know, she's young; she's still trying to find herself and and finding her identity." And you know, she's out here uh, just experimenting, right? And I'm like, I guess so in my head you know just try to make sense of it all 
right? It's like, ah, you're sexually fluid. You like both guys and girls and stuff like that or whatever. But it's like, well, you can do your thing, but then the people that you're messing with can't do their thing? Like, how fair is that? Right? So it's like there was a a deep-seated sense of selfishness within her in that particular vein. Throughout all this time, she's still looking for the biological mother. And... The mother never responds in the within the first seven years of the two time jumps. And within this first seven years, like I said, mistreatment of men, eventually her relationship with her biological father becomes better. You still see her having a relationship with her biological with uh with her adoptive mother. Uh during one of the scenes she always told her mother or she told her mother to send her love and regards to her to her father her adoptive father but he never became a uh, an integral part of the movie but it seemed to be that that was the best relationship she had with a male um or maybe not being that he wasn't depicted in the movie it could be inferred that that's where she has this disconnect with men in her life I don't know leave it up to you to interpret I guess um but that was my that was my whole thing with the film. Like everything to me, due to whatever kind of sensibilities you might be attached to, is completely interpretive. And yes, no doubt, all art is subjective. But it just left more questions than answers, really. Like the only answers we got in this movie were yes, she found her biological father within the first half an hour of the movie. And then within the last 15 minutes of the movie her biological mother eventually responds to one of these telegrams from the adoption service that uh, that did the procedures and everything with her adoption with the French family the, the biological mother shows up meets her and they only meet the one time in a Hammond which is the uh, the name of the adoption agency in a Hammond building the mother embraces her uh, Freddie's crying the entire time the mother gives her an email address a year later Freddie decides after meeting her mother there's another year time jump which is where the eight years in total come, come into play she's frolicking in some grasslands there ends up at a hotel slash Airbnb type place decides to email her mother at the email address that her mother had uh, passed her on a piece of paper and the email address comes back with the uh, the old mailer demon uh, email which rejected and sent her back the email that she sent out basically that the email address that her mother had the, the biological mother had written down was not a real email address the mother from beginning to end wanted nothing to do with Freddie or knowing her she just met her because I feel she was nagged all those years she came down to and she was like okay I'll do this this one time um, but I won't keep a relationship with this girl so that she can have her closure and walk away and at the end of the day there was another disconnect there um, the mother did not want to keep that relationship the biological one that is 
And for me, it's like we dragged this on for eight years just so that we can get the finality of she gets one chance with her mom. Nice embrace. It's over. Let me go back to my life, kid. I want nothing to do with you. While the father regretted this his whole entire life, wanted a relationship with her, whatever the case is, and he ke- and she kept on rejecting the biological father. Eventually, she didn't. Uh, she she changed course, and was a little bit more accepting, a little bit more uh, understanding, and started to build a relationship with the biological father and the extended family there. Um, and it showed growth, right? So throughout these time jumps, you can see her mature and show growth but yet like those scenes like the underground party scene for her uh, birthday scenes of hers like they dragged so much that I was taken out of the movie a lot of the time like there was one scene where she was just dancing and it's like okay yeah we already kind of figured that she's a free spirit she likes to have fun da 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 I was like you didn't have to create a dance scene around her to just get that or to make it more of a point like we, we got that to begin with you know and, and that's that's the thing about the movie that's, that's, that's why I say it was not a bad movie it's not a great movie and it's not even a mid movie it's like I understood the story from its linear path I understood the branches right her relationships with men her relationships with women um her growth as a person her trying to find herself um in a way a coming of age story and then you have the part about her trying to connect with her origins essentially she or eventually she moved to Korea out of France uh, learned how to speak the Korean language a little bit um, because she didn't understand it at all she grew up speaking French and she actually knew English so a lot of it it wasn't necessarily disjointed it all made sense but a lot of like the randomness of her and some of these extended the only thing I can say about it is like um what's the term that's used in the arts um I'm forgetting right now but it was just more of a visual explanation of her traits, characteristics, personality that were reiterated through these long cutscenes of her doing random shit that she, that she enjoyed doing. And it's like, well, we got this already. What are these scenes proving necessarily? The one in the underground club for her birthday and her doing drugs and drinking. And I was like, yeah, we get it. She's a free spirit. She's going to try anything once. Okay. Fantastic. It might be a pet peeve to me because I hate that kind of um, the music that was being played in that underground club. There was other like classic Korean pop music being played, which I love the sound of. Um, but like that underground, I guess like rave kind of techno or deep house kind of music. It was just, it just wasn't my flavor. 
it's not my flavor now. But at the end of the day, it's like it was super loud. And it was meant to create an environment of confusion and, and fogginess in a sense or whatever. So I got that. But it's like, why are we still going through this? We got this. Like, it, it was just... I still can't find the word. But at the end of the day, it was so... It was There was three scenes like that in the movie. The first dance scene in, in that little restaurant slash club thing that they, they, they had in the first two-year jump and then the five-year... No, in the before the two-year jump. Restaurant, restaurant dance cutscene. Then the two-year jump. Korean underground uh, party world or whatever the case is. Had that particular scene with all that loud-ass music. Yet again, another birthday interpretation for her. And then the five-year jump, it just had her in this space where she was no-nonsense. And there was this one line that completely took me out of the freaking movie when they were in it, when it was her and her French boyfriend at the time. They were in a cab, and at that point in time, she had re-engaged relations with her biological father, and the biological father had um, played some music for her, in which he started to play the piano and they, he played the piece from his phone or whatever, and they had that in common because she had started to play the piano. And when they end up in the scene in this cab, she goes off on the French dude. Not off in the sense where like she's yelling us or whatever case it is, but she threatens him, tell, telling him that she can wipe him off the face of the planet with the snap of a finger. And I thought it was super random that she made that comment to him or said that to him yet again, uh, reiterating the fact that she, that she had bad relationships with men and the mistreatment of men and to me it's like I guess you can attribute it to the fact that she might have thought that the dude knew that the father the biological father had similar likes or whatever like because she was still on the fence about the biological dad at this point and I was like, that's mad unnecessary. A lot of what she did, regardless of the fact that people could say it's like, you know, people's lives aren't mundane. People aren't going to do, you know, boring shit. Like she's just experimenting this, that, and the third. And I was like, I just found a lot of what she did in a lot of these scenes that were extended. There's just very unnecessary. It's like, oh, you know, but it takes people longer to find themselves and understand who they are as people and the person and whatever they can attach to. Yeah, but you waste so much fucking time. <laughs> and I'm sorry, folks. I, you know, I might sound, it might sound confusing and all over the place in a sense, right? And to me, that's a human experience, right? Which is why I like the movie. Right? It's like you experience all these different things, you, you, you learn lessons, you, 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 you grow, you evolve, you mature in life. It just made sense to me in that sense. But some of the stuff that she said and did, it's like she could have still learned the lessons. 
and got the point without all the fucking nonsense. And then the mistreatment of the of of the men, like, okay, I get, I I, I guess I get it, but it's like she yearned for this relationship with her mother, the biological mother, because she had a good relationship with her adoptive mother as well, from what it seemed like when she communicate with her. So she had decent relationships with women, but like men were just pawns and she threw them away. And then by the end of the movie, it seemed like she, like I said, she turned a new leaf. She grew, she evolved and she started to understand and accept more. Right. But a lot of it was just like, yeah, girl, you just spent eight years of your life trying to figure shit out. And you did, you did a whole lot of unnecessary bullshit that you never learned from. And it's like, okay. So by the end of it, she's 33. It's 2021. And she's back in Korea full time. Because now she's more accepting of the situation. After the fact that she learned that her biological father was the one who didn't want anything to do with it. And she didn't get that the first seven years when the lady never answered one of the one of those telegrams from the Hammond agency. Like, come on, girl. That to me is annoying. Seven years? She never responded for seven years? And then after she freaking ditched you the second time that's when you got it okay I'll, I'll, I'll say it's fair because everybody learns differently right but it's like was the mistreatment of the men in your life really that necessary because for, if for folks who don't understand it's like but John it's two different things and it's like I've always told folks that in life everything correlates it's that whole six degrees of separation thing in life whatever you do stems from something that you have done before and or experienced before so when I say the mistreatment of men and then she has better relationships with women where does that start from it's like well, what is her belief right did she have a good relationship with her adoptive father they show a complete disconnect they don't even have him on screen. But yet she tells her adoptive mother to send her or send him her love. So it seems that she had a good relationship with her adoptive father. She was raised in a well enough uh, environment and, and by a good family. But I guess she believed that it was on her biological father that she was put up for adoption. But we all come to find out that it was the biological mom who didn't want anything to do with it so it's like that disconnect she had or that hatred or that angst she had against her biological father should have been had against the biological mother so then she took it out on other men throughout her lifetime at least the non-parental types It just didn't sit well with me, folks. 
I don't know why. It just didn't sit well. Um, like I said, I thought that the story was was well put together. Um, it was shot very well. I like the way I like the way that um, the cinematographer had the close-ups in the movie and things of that nature, really letting us bask in like the the expressions of the characters in the movie. I thought that was very, very well done. Um, the score, I found it to be um, very flowy. Like it made you flow along with the story very well. The score helped the movie along very, very well. Um, the soundtrack for the most part, eh, like I said, the, 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 the trance rave type deep house music, not my thing, but like the poppy Korean stuff and even for some of the, the, I think some other French music in there was, was cool, but like, yeah, I don't know, whatever. Like I said, folks, do I recommend this film? It's not for everybody. It's not going to be. And the reason as to why I say this is because the Rotten Tomatoes score shows this, right? So I went to Rotten Tomatoes to see how many people have actually um, criticized or or um, said anything about the film. So on the critic side, there's only 76 reviews from critics. And it has a 97% uh, fresh rating from critics, but with less or fewer than 50 ratings from audiences, 54% of the audience liked the movie. And this is a movie that's being distributed by Sony Pictures Classic, uh, which usually puts out outstanding films. You know, like I said, it's not for everybody, folks. It's a real mind fuck, in a sense. Um, because there's so many layers to the protagonist slash antagonist of the movie, uh, to the surrounding parts, uh, the auxiliary car- characters in the movie as well. People just trying to help her along in, the, in her journey, and she just kind of uses them. Which I thought was kind of eh. So, you know, and I understand there's people like that in the world, and to me, from from a from a bias standpoint, it's a turn off. But I find it intriguing because it's like, okay, so how do people like this really operate, right? Um, which is why I went to go see the movie in the first place. But I'll leave it there with y'all. Return to Soul. quite the movie if you want to go into a deep dive character study of how because there's many different sides right of how the other side lives right I think this is one of those movies that really shows you that right because it comes from a female perspective but then it, from a cultural perspective, she she was raised French and has Korean origins. So you have all these different sensibilities in the film. Um, so I feel like if you're into that sort of thing, 
and don't mind the layered approach to the storytelling and the characters themselves, this is a, a movie for you. But if you feel like movies like these might be too difficult for you to understand and or just grasp um, from a storytelling perspective, then just leave it be. But anyways, folks, I appreciate y'all for listening. Thank you as always. And I'll be back again with another movie review to end off my weekend. Thank you as always. Stay safe. Take care of one another. And uh, stay healthy, yeah? Alright, folks. I'm about this for now. I'll check you later.